You're listening to audio from the Village Church, a community that's formed by the gospel and sent on God's mission, gathering weekly in the heart of downtown Hamilton, Ohio. For more information about the village or to connect with us, you can find us online at myvillagechurch.com. Welcome. My name is Michael. I am one of the pastors of the Village Church, and today I'm hanging out with Joe Malberg, and he's at his work, and uh, heck, I'm at my work. So, um, Joe, if it's cool with you, we'll just kind of jump in, and what we're doing here is uh, basically just doing a a uh, podcast, and we'll recording some video as well that we might do something with um, recap. Uh, of a class that you're teaching called evangelism sharing the hope and so you kind of had a session one this this past week and then there are a couple more sessions over the next few weeks um and so basically uh who are you and how did we get here uh so i'm joe and i've uh, been a part of the village for gosh i don't know feels weird to say like eight years seven eight years uh, my wife and i live in the city i'm a teacher i work in mason and lead a community group and i've had a few opportunities to teach at the village in the past. And um, how I got here was uh, Michael was like, hey, are you interested in leading a class? And the last one that was led was on politics. And so I was like, oh boy, what, what's this gonna be about? And he said evangelism, which I am no more confident in being able to teach. So that, that's how I'm here. It was either politics or evangelism and, <laughs> and here we are. So man, so as I said, this is a recap, but it, but I also want it to be you know a resource um, for people who weren't there, and for people in the future to kind of point back to. So before we get into kind of the content of the class, maybe just let us know how you structured the time. Like if if someone was there, how would they describe kind of the vibe or the lay of the land as you kind of set things up? So what we did as we as we got started. Um, I ask people just at their tables, just to just to kind of reflect a little bit on what they've been hearing at the village and, and kind of in their own personal experience, how they would define evangelism. They were doing that as people were coming in at their tables. There were there were four different groups, um, about four people at each group, and, and just connecting. Some some of them just meeting each other. Um, and uh, after that, we I gave them a printout of Colossians one, and um, I had them read through that and just kind of mark it up for where they see anything that deals with evangelism in it. Um, after that, we just spend some time doing some personal reflection. And then we uh, dug into um, the scriptures. And then after that, we listened to um, Aaron Deving share um, just some of his story in evangelism. Cool, man. It was... Uh... And, and I was in the room, uh, but also kind of doing some other stuff and kind of navigating a, a printing copies. You were printing copies for me. <laughs> Brushing my teeth and I was like, ah, oh, geez, it is. Yeah. yeah, I need to be there. Yeah, that was good. Well, I mean, to kind of combat that, you said you, you're, you're a teacher and, and you help teachers teach. And so it was cool to see your gift, you know, on display. And um, man, it was, it was sweet, even just as people were coming in and it was, it was clear that what you were doing was intentional, and I love that. So, so you said that I asked you to teach a class on evangelism, and, and the reality is uh, I, I literally said, hey, Joe, um, would, would you want to teach a class on evangelism? Like literally out of the blue, uh, and that was probably in December. I think it's, you know, it's mid-January at the time of this recording. Um, so it was like, uh, I don't know, five weeks ago, hey, you want to teach a class on evangelism? And you're like, uh, oh, okay, whatever. Um, where did your mind go? 
immediately as you began to process that? And then maybe kind of as that began to get some roots a little bit, how did those thoughts uh, evolve or kind of become refined, you know? So I think immediately I began thinking about, uh, and I, I don't know if this was right or wrong. Immediately I began thinking about myself and the evangelist that I am. And what's interesting is I know you know me well enough to not, you don't, you don't see me as someone who's out just doing all this evangelizing in the streets and all of that. So I thought it's interesting that you're asking me to do this. You're, you're not asking a quote unquote professional here. Um, <laughs> so then I, I had to just think like, what, okay, ideally, what does it look like? And so I spent um, probably a week and a half to two weeks, like I'd read in this room in the morning. And I remember just praying like, Lord, I would love to share you, share about you with someone today. Like, I, I would love that. May that happen. Like my relationships, the way my role is, you hit on it a little bit. I, I'm, I get very close to people at work and, and coaching them and working through with them. Um, and so we share some about life and whatever. So I'm like thinking, Lord, may that happen. Uh, two weeks go by, nobody's asking me to tell them about Jesus. <laughs> are, are you serious? Wow, that's incredible. I am serious. <laughs> so what's interesting is it was a lot of me just really trying to figure it out, like in my life, what does this look like? And then at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to order a bunch of books. Um, and then I had to stop and I was like, wait, like I, j I would love to just go to the Bible and see like, what does it look like in the Bible? I picture the Great Commission, but I'm like, wait a minute. I think Jesus was an evangelist. Like, I think he evangelized. And so I just, I just started looking and just thinking, like, what if, what if I see, you know, all these different accounts? And I, I, we typically think of Acts, but I think in the Gospels as well as evangelism, how might that shape the way I view it? And so that, that's where I started, and that was kind of midway through my, if you call it, journey. Yeah, no, that's really good. And yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, why did I ask you to do that? Um, hmm, yeah, it wasn't because you're a professional evangelist. It, uh, I guess there are those things. Um, but uh, yeah, you, I mean, you and your wife are incredibly hospitable. You're mindful. You're generous. You're thoughtful. Uh, you care about God's word and, and you care about other people knowing God's word. And so, uh, and not just his word, but but who he is. And so that's you know, you've had a pattern in your life of being open and, and bold and, and vocal. Um, yeah, probably at, at other times more than others. And so, uh, but I also knew that you kind of have a passion for that and a passion for teaching. And so I want to put your gifts on display. There are probably 15 other topics that I, I could have said, hey, Joe, why don't you teach on that? Because you could do that. And so I, I just appreciate your willingness to do that. Um, so you said you kind of you kind of said, all right, well, what does the Bible say? Were there any other resources or books or kind of scripture that's been resonating or that you've been sifting through? Or did you order those 15 books or not? I didn't. There was one, though, that I had um, that I started listening to again. So I'm going through Colossians 1 was really shaping. The word hope stood out a lot. I saw like hope of the gospel, um, this this hope of eternal life, like I saw this word hope that I saw attached, like in Colossians, Paul says, um, he, he refers to someone, you learned it from this person, like you learned it from them. And I'm like, oh, that, that's pretty cool. So we see it beyond just in the Great Commission, like we actually see it happening. Um, you learned it from, I think it's Epaphras. And, and in that chapter, there's the word hope a lot. So 
that was really shaping to me early on that chapter. And then I was listening to, um, it's called the gospel comes with a house key. Um, and by Rosaria Butterfield, I believe. And, and I, that was shaping for me, um, to kind of be listening to that as well as digging into the scriptures. So those were, those were two places that were pretty forming. And then as I started kind of fleshing out what the time would look like, since then I've talked with some other people to just ask them like, Hey, what does this look like for you? Um, you, I know you were a part of this training. Can you tell me about that? Um, and then digging into some other articles and things. Very cool. And I know that uh, the gospel comes with the house key is personally challenging at the way that we get to live our lives mm. among other people. And so, so, so you had the class, um, you asked some questions and had them kind of process and, and all those things you asked the class to consider how they had, uh, let's back up. What is evangelism? Mm. So uh, er, the way we are explaining it at the village is is to to and, and correct me here shape this here like because I want to make sure I'm seeing it right to to persuade somebody sharing the gospel with a like a persuasive intent telling somebody about Jesus with to persuade them to him to persuade them to him and in, in God's God and His kingdom, um, yeah. How would you how 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 are you succinctly putting it on? Yeah, uh, well, the uh, I'm going to look up uh, something as we're talking. Maybe I'm not. I'm probably not going to do that. So, yeah, yeah, there was a definition that I used that talked about yeah. uh, essentially in, intentionally persuading someone, you know, with, with the hope or whatever. And and then it was there was a, a longer version. I know early on you were thinking like uh, discipleship mm. and and whatever. And so, uh, I, I yeah, I guess to be clear evangelism is not just for Christians to share with non-Christians because we all know that we forget the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so we, we get to speak, you know, the truth of the gospel to people who already know Jesus. And that certainly is part of the function and foundation foundation of being disciples who, who make and mature and multiply disciples is, is sharing the gospel. And so all of that is all together. And so it, I think it's okay to, to, Hey, let's do a class on just what it looks like to kind of be be a proclaimer who brings this to bear in the life of someone else, um, but I don't want to pigeonhole it and say no, it's just just this one thing. Um, but yeah, in in our context, in, in kind of the aim of this sermon series, we're preaching a sermon series called Go, where we kind of looked at personal, uh, neighbor, community, city, and then global evangelism. And along with the class that you're teaching, it really is about man. I, I want us to be confident and equipped um, in humility to be bold enough. Uh, and I know you're going to talk about this in, in future classes to, to have the words to say, to make Christ known to those who don't yet believe him. And so that's not succinct, but um, yeah, that's kind of where. To that, in my, in my, I think my question of like, Hey, is this about discipleship or no, no, this is about evangelism. Like for me, that was, you asked what, where my mind goes first. Again, I'm like, yeah, what does this look like for me? I'm more comfortable to think about discipleship. And even in, in, in the past and, and some now, like I'm, it's just more, it would be more comfortable for me to talk about that because that has been more a part of my life in different ways. And even in, like, I've been a part of young life in the past and even different training, like um, just learning what that looks like um, or could look like. 
So to then not drawing a line, but kind of distinguishing that from evangelism is like, oh, okay. That's a little bit more uncomfortable because yeah, yeah it, it's more uncomfortable. And then, especially when I was talking to someone uh, and they said, when you put the word persuade on it, <laughs> it's like, oh, oh. And that was interesting for me to think about. Um, and in the class that we had after gathering about teaching, if all we are doing is informing, okay, we get to inform about, about God, but, but adding that intent to persuade, I think that is, it's an intentional word in there. And I think that is something that is not comfortable because I, I definitely think in society today, like perhaps, you know, we can say our view and it's a societal norm to be like, yeah, I respect that. I, I respect that. Just don't put that on me. Right. And so putting the word persuade on there is like, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put this on you a little bit. Yeah. Which is, I mean, gosh, you know, yeah, I think the definition was, was teaching uh, the gospel basically with the intent to persuade. Mm. Now there are a lot of assumptions, like what is the gospel and, and what is teaching? Um, and it, does it, do you have to have a, a, you know, a pulpit in front of you? Well, no. And, and persuasion, that sounds like coercion and manipulation. And it's like, no, like, no, but, but the hope that we have, uh, as you talk about, like the hope is not like, you know, Joe, you should get an Android, uh, instead of an iPhone. It's not, you should buy this type of washer and dryer instead of this one or live in this. It's, and so the persuasion is out of love and it's built upon truth and all those things, but it's, it's a little, for me, the challenge is that makes it a little less passive. And honestly, that's part of my, in me in evangelism is like, well, I'm just laying out there. Mm. I don't want you to feel like I'm trying to like, you know, Hey, it's, it's, but like we get to do that because it's life and death, you know, and um, kind of a big deal. So, yeah. Cool. All right. So, so you asked the class to consider kind of how they had been evangelized. Mm. Um, you know, what's your, what's your aim in asking a question like that? And, and I know you shared some personal kind of experiences. Um, I don't know. Yeah. W where was that coming from? So I think a couple things. One, I, I think the reality is each of us, whether we are intentionally doing it or not, we have, I think, a preferred or a typical way we might evangelize. Um, for me, it's in, the, in working through this help, help me see it. I want to build relationship with someone so that they look at me and think this guy's a human. He's nice. He, he, he's like authentic. Oh, and he's a Christian. Hmm. Can you tell me why, like, why is that different? Why are you different? Tell me about, tell me about Jesus. Like, that's my ideal how it goes. And that's like the one, not the one style, but that's a, that's, I think that's like a really big style that I use. And so for me, I wanted to help people identify what that, style is that they kind of prefer tend to use but i think that if, if you just ask somebody hey what is it it's kind of hard but if you like ask people to really like think through how have you seen it done how have you been evangelized i think it helps people see one there's many different ways um 
and then two, it gives them, it gave them a spot to think, huh, yeah, what, what kind of do I rely on? What, what do I typically rely on? Yeah, it's so helpful. And, and I mean, like whoever's listening to this, like just to think about uh, how have you, uh, I mean, maybe this isn't the, the proper usage, but how have you received evangelism and mm-hmm. how have you given you know, mm-hmm. evangelism or how have you re- received someone trying to persuade you to the hope that's in Christ and how have you done that? And for me, it, it go it, it like, again, reinforces that persuade piece in my own life at how passive, mm-hmm. and, and I don't think that it's this, we're not power enough and like, I'm going to win you with an argument. You know, it's, it's not like that, but it's just like, you know, well, I mean, okay. It's, it's kind of transition to the next line, which you did, like you had them reflect on some passages with the aim of identifying styles of evangelism. Mm-hmm. Uh, were, were there's, and, and you even like said, ah, look in daily life and, and, and consider barriers. Like, I love that thought. It's really helpful for me. Were there any styles that you had in mind? And I don't mean to put you on the spot, but like, were there any things that like you could say, oh, this or that? You talked about relational stuff. Were there any other styles that come to mind? Yeah. So, so far on Sundays, I think about a couple that we've looked at where the jailer believes and we look at um, where Jesus tells the parable of the Good Samaritan. And so the reality is, I think each of those, there's there's evangelism in, in each of those that's happening. And so what I wanted, what I wanted to do is give people the opportunity to like, hey, can you find a passage that means something to you or just you think is interesting that, that kind of connects to evangelism? And, and we're going to spend some time in this session digging into it. Um, so they just thought about all these different ways they have evangelized or been evangelized. Now, like, let's look in here. What, let's look in the Bible in this passage. What do you what do you notice and what do you see? So what's interesting is there's a there's a contrast. Um, I, I, I collected what people wrote as far as which one they dug into in their groups. And, and I saw a few. Um, I gave some examples and some people brought some. But one of them is where John the Baptist prepares the way. I think that's like the, the subtitle. Um, in our Bible and and Matthew. And to contrast that, you see a lot of other people picked Jesus talking to the woman at the well. And I I think if you look at the style of evangelism in each of these, it's an interesting contrast. Um, You see John the Baptist, like if if I could put a style on that, I think on on somebody's card, it's, it's, it's kind of matter of fact. I, I don't know if it was, if the style was like in your face or if it was like a shocking statement. I don't like basically re- repent, like, like, yeah. Repent. Um, and, and even Jesus, when he starts his ministry, I know, I believe it's in Mark, like that's how he starts it. Like repent. Um, the kingdom of heaven is, is at hand. Um, which, which, I mean, to, to that, like Jesus shows up and he says, Hey, you need to change so that literally that, one way I've been really challenged in working through this is that does not fit in my evangelism style of I'm going to build relationship <laughs> and you're going to ask me about Jesus. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. And what's wild, man, that it, uh, um, this is, this is kind of in a tangent here, but Christmas dinner with family, talking with my brother-in-law, loving dearly. And I want to say eight years ago, we had a conversation in the woods 
um, I think it was at a village gathering and he and I went off, took a walk, uh, maybe called us another style, the long walk style of evangelism. <laughs> but I think it was an outdoor gathering with the village. Anyway, we're walking and I was just like walking through, talking about the gospel with him. And he's like, I hear it. I get it, but I know what I would have to give up. And I built all the relationship with him, but that doesn't make his heart change. <laughs> Maybe yeah. he was more willing to listen to the truth, but that doesn't make someone's heart change, you know? And I brought it up to him actually recently. And he was like, wow, I said that. And he's like, I'm, I think a little bit has changed, but that's powerful to hear that. Cause I think he's realizing he's actually starting to spend time reading some, um, and he's seeing these extreme statements that Jesus makes like repent mm. and that, that catches him. So no matter what our style is, it, the style doesn't, doesn't have the power to change the heart. I think it's the words that we use. It, it, not even the words we use. It's, it's who we're pointing them to, you know? Yeah. It is the word and spirit, that but it is. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I re, gosh, that, I mean, we could talk forever. I, I remember being, I don't know, 10 years old in the back seat of the car with my parents, my parents, not, you know, we never went to church. Um, they're, um, not antagonistic towards the things of God, but certainly never, you know, not connected to a church, not whatever. And there was this period of time, um, my brother was in the car. He's just a few years older than me. My mom was like, she asked us to go to church with her. We'd never gone to church. And she's like, why don't you go to church? And I remember my brother saying this, and I remember like affirming 10 year old me, like telling my mom, like, I don't need that mom. I, that's not something that I need in my life. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now, what would get me to change from that 10 year old version of me to like me, you know, living my life to build the kingdom and, and all the broken ways that I, I try to do that. Like certainly the spirit, but yeah, just to look at my life and say, what conversations, mm. what people, you know what I mean? That's, I love that. That's cool. Man. Um, so yeah, to, and to some, not, not even summarize, but that people are very skeptical in our culture. And so I don't think it's a terrible thing to want to build relationships Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's like the most effective primary, whatever in today's context, but man, it's, I'm, I'm just kind of fearful of, you know, being bold and being rejected and being mis clumped into some category and, and whatever. So all, all this stuff really helpful. Yep. I resonate um, any, with that a lot. Any more thoughts around styles or whatever? I mean, yeah. So, so to contrast that kind of like, that, that bold, I don't know if we call it bold proclamation, um, like repent, like leave your life of sin, trust in Jesus, um, to Jesus interaction with the woman at the well, uh, somebody wrote down, like it, it was countercultural and that's powerful to think about. Um, he engaged her in a way that showed like that showed the kingdom and showed God's love and showed who he is, and then met that with words. And so to me, um, not that he had a huge relationship, you know, building up this friendship prior to or whatnot, but just, I guess you might say getting on, getting on her level, um, or, or maybe really it's, it's elevating her level to, to, to show her, you know, um, 
her value and her worth. And so anywho, I, I think that you see a difference in just those two examples. And, and I think um, you take the jailer believing um, somebody wrote down on their, on their card as they were just calling it a style. It was, just, it was almost like a, uh, in, in suffering, I think is what they said, an example in suffering. Basically, um, you get these, these believers in jail and earthquake and it's open and they don't run. Instead, they stay present and they help save this, this jailer. So like they endured in suffering and I was like, what are you doing? You know, there, there must be some, what not, must be some power here. I, I don't know all the logistics in that, but so a variety of styles. And it seems that there is a place for each um, and what I think is powerful is when we reflect on what we tend to do, but consider what, what, what are we lacking in that? Um, and so a question that I, that I ask people to kind of wrap up that time is like, look at all these different styles that we see in the Bible. Um, and what are some barriers that you see in your heart to some of these? And so um, you, you, Michael, you hit it like this fear. I'm afraid of being that guy in yeah. uh, that so therefore I want to live in a way that shows them I'm not that guy, but then I never maybe proclaim the message that that guy has. Right. Yeah. I love that. I mean, you know, it's, it's not quite true, but like you can almost sum up all of those ways with like living a life of intrigue, which is like the, the love your neighbor and to all those things. It's like, man, and people will hate us because they hated Jesus. That's what he says. But like, yeah, putting, you know, that's where like the living out the gospel comes alongside the proclamation of the good news or whatever. And so, um, so you, you mentioned this, but you kind of closed, you had Aaron Debink as the closer, um, mm -hmm. the one and the only Aaron Debink. And, and uh, he, he kind of laid down some examples, man, what did he share? And, and what was your thinking, even in how it's helpful for others or knowing that those people in the room would get to hear Aaron share some examples, you know, how does that inspire us? You know what I mean? So I've been in, I've been in community with Aaron for over, I would say five or more years. And as I listen to him faithfully following Jesus, I've just heard him talk about he's into climbing and like climbing rocks. Climbing rocks, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. He, there's, he's actually a video of him on YouTube, out west, staying overnight on a, on a, on a, on a big rock. It's wild. Anyway, <laughs> um, so when I'm thinking, like, man, I would love for someone to be able to share what this looks like in their life because I think it's so easy to be kind of more theoretical about it. But like on the ground, okay, I on the ground, what does this look like for you? And so I knew that like in his hobby of climbing that he's very intentional. And I think that's really what it comes down to. So I asked him to share and um, what he shared is, is really in a couple different areas. Um, I think he shared, yeah, talking about at work and then also talking about climbing. And even in that, it, it seems that no matter what style he might be using, I think he's using a few different, but I think he's intentional in them. He's been going there. I talked to him last night. He's been going there for five years. And so people there know him, people there respect him. Um, and he said a lot of people who are, who climb there, interestingly enough, are, he, he says atheists. And so um, he tries different ways to be intentional, to talk about, to talk about his faith. Um, and so he was talking about someone passing away and how 
um, he was able to tell them like, they were like, oh, that, that stinks. And he was like, well, like he had a hope and he had a hope in God. He had a hope in Jesus. And that sparked a conversation in, in a way that they responded of like, yeah, people, people of old, older people, they believe in that stuff. And so um, one time picture this, this is something, and I told him last night, I'm like, dude, I can't imagine myself doing this. This is powerful. He's on a drive going to climb with a buddy. And he's like, hey, do you care if I put this, this uh, message on? It's about God and how, how like um, science, he's glorified even, even in science and he's over it. And the guy was like, okay. <laughs> and that'd be one thing. But then afterwards, he's like engaged him in a conversation about it. Yeah, yeah so those are a couple of examples. Yeah, so, so Aaron was teaching in a truth and culture on like this, like the Bible and science. And so, hey, I'm kind of prepping for this. Um, you mind if we put this on? Yeah, I mean, that's insane. And then afterwards, I mean, I guess it's not insane. Like, why do you say, whatever. why would you, but, but what causes that reaction? Like, what would you say is insane or different or cha what challenges you about that? Yeah, just, I mean, the, like I said, the fear of being that guy. And like, for me, I'll be like, oh, so this dude's already thinking, dude, I got to go out of town with like a pastor, you know, and not that that's whatever, but it, it, with a Christian, with whatever. Yes. And it's yeah. like, and then you, you're, you're like, hey, whatever, uh, you know, conceptions you thought about what that might be they're real and so we're going to listen to it. it's just like no That's, but yeah what but what a sweet thing and it probably wasn't it was probably really helpful for that guy to hear a debate um you know science in the bible and just to create space to say oh man christians aren't all uh god said it and i believe it and so you should you know like sure there's like some nuance in, in that or whatever so, so to that before Aaron shared those examples, and what I love is he was like, I want to, I want to talk about because I asked him to talk about barriers, and so it's interesting how he, you know, we're talking about these examples, but what he spent a lot of time really talking about was barriers that he's felt throughout his life, and so um, one of those is exactly what you're hitting on is this fear, this anxiety about what are people going to think, whether they're a stranger or someone close to him, like what are they going to think of me. What was really powerful is he said, um, he quoted some different verses, and one of them, he says, um, this is in 2 Corinthians, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. Um, and so basically what, what, what the work that God is doing in his heart is, is helping God be the one who's ultimate in his perception of Aaron, ultimate, like, you're my son, I love you, I accept you, like that acceptance is, is best um to then give him that that ability i think it's really it gives him the ability to then try and persuade others because their approval pales in comparison even with the greatest rejection yeah. the greatest one has full you know acceptance of him and so i thought that was honestly before he even shared examples he could have said that and been done the examples were like awesome but i think examples without that heart talk I think then we would just kind of be like, all right, let's go, you know, but yeah. he was real. And that I think is, that I think is huge. Very cool. Uh, a couple more things uh, to give people some kind of interaction or maybe practice application or whatever you, you gave just a little bit of homework. Um, maybe you can uh, point people who are listening. Hey, you know, I ask them to consider whatever, and then maybe kind of just set up briefly what we can expect next time. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, 
So really, um, what I think would be great is, and what I challenge people to, is to consider their their personal style or tendency um, in, in evangelism, and then also to consider um, some different barriers that might be present in their heart towards that style or other styles. Um, and then... What I, what I want people to begin considering and what we're going to dig into next week is the actual content that, that, we, are, that we are saying, those wor- that w- the words we're saying. So Aaron presses pause on the podcast. What's he say next? You know, if, if we are trying to teach the gospel um, and attempt to persuade to Christ, like, okay, what words do we use? So I'm talking to my brother-in-law. And we're at Christmas this year and I bring that up and he's like, wow, that's powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. Now now are we done with the conversation moving on? Like what, let's say I wanted to engage. Let's say he wanted me to continue to engage in it. Like what, what words do we use? What content do we use? And so we're going to spend some time considering, and actually we're going to look at the same verses um, as last week that we dug into the style, we're now going to consider, okay, what content is used? Like, what are the actual words that are used? Um, and then reflect on the words that we use. And, uh, we're going to hear from some different uh, texts or, or some, some different people. Um, and then try and my, my hope is that we would add to kind of our, our content, or even that we would kind of identify our state what that content is and it makes me think about being ready to share a reason for our hope what words would we use to share it's great uh any final thoughts or takeaways for yourself after session one or anything you want to leave us with i I mean even honestly after teaching that session there's not it's not that people here at work today are like hey can you tell me about jesus (laughs) but you know, I'm trying to be real with people where my wife and I are at, even with like um, just family stuff. Uh, like we're foster parents and they ask me about it. And honestly, this is where I'm at, even teaching the class. I don't know what to tell them. I don't know how to use that, which is a regular situation in my life right now. Oh, you guys are so great. Oh, you're so, oh, I couldn't do that. Oh my gosh, you guys are so great. Like, how can I take that situation? and use it as a evangelism opportunity. And that's what I want to be thinking about in this next session. Super cool, man. I love that. Well, bro, thanks so much for giving up your lunch or whatever you gave up uh, to spend this time with me. And uh, I, I think, and I hope that this is super helpful for those who get to listen or check it out. And um, man, we'll try to do it again next week as we summarize uh, session two and uh, we'll see you next time. See ya.